Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pelleggi, and in each episode, we uncover new empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Welcome to another episode. I am happy to be back and I'm happy to be having another episode around relationships and healing. So uh, of course, a lot of my content on Girls Gotta Heal is around relationships. I think regardless if you're grieving or you're dealing with mental health or something is majorly changing in your life, it all goes back to connection and relationships. It's a really essential piece of our lives, right? So I wanted to talk today specifically about healing and dating. There's so many myths around it. There's so many opinions that people shouldn't be dating if their mental health is not good or if they're dealing with the loss. Um, A lot of feelings around it, right? So I want to talk today about some myths that are out there some do's and don'ts. Um, and the do's and don'ts are like really key in, you know, us continuously building self-awareness and learning more about ourselves. Of course, we're going to make mistakes in relationships and dating, but, you know, ideally we want to get to a point where, um, we do have a really healthy and meaningful relationship. So, um, you know, that comes with us being in a really good place ourselves. And possibly, you know, why people choose to continue to date when they're really not in a position to. And I know, you know, somebody in your life who is at that point or in the past has been at that point where you're like, man, just just get off the dating apps. Just take a step back. Spend a day with yourself. Just do it. And, And that's another part of it, too, is that from a trauma lens, it is, it's sometimes very hard to slow down. It's a trauma response. You want to keep, um, keep busy, keep things going on in your life. And when you have to pause, it's really hard. So people will find that to be true when they're dating. It's sometimes hard to take a break after a relationship has ended, or there's been some time since a relationship. It's hard to just be still and be by yourself. So I think Honestly, in order to have a healthy relationship, you need to be comfortable being by yourself. And I don't think that many people who get into these serious relationships are actually doing that, to be completely honest. And that kind of comes out afterward when there's some separation or things don't work out or there's some tension in the relationship. It's like you need to you need to know and be comfortable with being by yourself and and navigating different things and and all of that. But at the same time, I will say, um, you know, you can be doing work on yourself, but then when you get into a relationship, it's like a whole other set of personal work you have to do. It's like, how do I fit in? How does my life merge in with someone else's? Like that is a whole other 
things. So you could be doing so much prep work, but then when you get into the relationship, there's, there's going to be more work. So I don't think that, um, I guess I'll get started with the myths. Um, the first one being that like, you have to be healed and whole in order to be in a relationship that's going to be long lasting and, and work. And I don't think that that's true. Healing is ongoing. And I think honestly, for me, um, after losing my dad, I, I just maybe was hopeful that there was going to be some kind of an end point or a point where like, it wasn't going to feel the way that it did, but it's, it's honestly something that's forever part of my life. And it always will be like, I just had a dream about my dad yesterday. I was just thinking about him yesterday too. Like even after 10 plus years, like of, of losing someone they're, they're, they're still in your life. Um, and, and especially if you've had a really great relationship with them. So, um, healing is, is ongoing, you know, parts of my grief, part, parts of my anxiety, um, with my mental health come up and they, they present differently. And when I think that I've kind of mastered myself and, and how I can best respond in certain situations, something just totally throws me off guard. And I'm, I, I feel as though I'm back to square one and having to pick myself back up, but I have built a lot of tools and strategies and great supports to help me get back up quicker. But the point being is healing is ongoing. So you can definitely definitely be in a position where you can date and you're allowed to and you're welcome to and you are fully capable and worthy and and all of that while healing and putting work into yourself. But to go into a relationship with the intention of metaphorically putting a band-aid on your grief or putting a band-aid on your mental health or your past trauma or um yeah any kind of any kind of mental health loneliness all of that it's just not it's just not going to work because when that person's not there anymore for whatever reason they could be taking a trip they could be i, I don't know for whatever reason you're going to just feel completely lost so a lot of the work is continuous and healing is continuous. So that's my two cents on that myth. The next one is that people with mental health are are less desirable or incapable of having healthy relationships. And this is this one is especially not true if you're someone who is so in tune with yourself and has been open to supports and and all of that, right? You can have a mental illness, be going to therapy, having great supports, be on a great diet. Um be in all these extracurriculars and have a healthy relationship. Like it, it's totally doable. Um, just with anything, whether you have a mental mental health decline or a mental illness, um, maybe you might not be in a position to date, but that could be true for the person next to you as well. The next one is the only way to get over someone is by dating someone else. Now don't tell me that you have not done this before or that you don't know of anybody else who's done this. Because um, I think honestly, when, when when we're young and we're growing up, um, we're just trying to manage and deal with our feelings, and especially you know being so young, you you just want to have that next quick quick fix, that high of just feeling validated and loved and seen and and um, desired. And we do this, you know, we move from one person to the next, especially if that first person really hurt us. Um, 
we just kind of jump into something else without maybe taking the time to sit with ourselves and talk about our needs and all that. They need to put me in a high school classroom to teach these things. Maybe maybe we need it a little early on, but it's so important to like stop and reflect. And this is something I do with, with the youth that I work with um, when we do have our sessions together, because although we're, you know, we talk about academics and stuff, relationships and mental health are pretty prominent. They come up often and are sometimes the reasons why, you know, school, schoolwork is declining, attendance is declining and all that. So we do spend a lot of time talking about relationships and it's something that I really try to incorporate in our conversations of just building awareness, taking the time to hear them. And, and, um, honestly, after a lot of those conversations, some of the, the females I work with are like, honestly, yeah, I really just need to focus on school. I'm going to take some space. I recognize this and this, but that reflection piece is so important. And we take that for granted now, but maybe when we were younger, we wouldn't have been able to do that so quickly and, um, so efficiently. But um, there's definitely grown-ass people who are still doing that, still moving from one person to the next person for their own reasons. But I think it does come come back to healing and maybe avoiding spending time with yourself, avoiding looking inward and, and putting that love and attention back into yourself. And that's that's hard for people to do. And it could be hard for so many different reasons. Some of the do's and don'ts for healing and dating is firstly, we'll start with the do's. The do's are definitely fall in love with being by yourself. Like I said, I think it's really hard for people to be still and be by themselves for their own reasons. But let's be real, it definitely goes back to trauma and it being a trauma response of being in survival mode for however long you were and just your body being wired that way. I always say for myself, I always have a hard time on long weekends just stopping and like not doing anything. I always feel like guilty for watching TV. I'm like, I should be doing something else. I should be writing or I should be, you know, making a post or I should be prepping some stuff for work instead of just being still like, it's so hard. So for me, I've definitely identified that as a trauma response, but there might be other reasons why people have a hard time slowing down and being still. But when we do kind of push ourselves to be in that position of spending time alone by ourselves intentionally, um, I think it does open the possibility and the doors of falling in love with just yourself and enjoying time alone. Of course, you know, when we're younger and we're growing up, we kind of have that fear of missing out. We, But we're still kind of testing the waters. We're under, trying to understand our limits and, and our standards and, and what we want when we're in a social setting, what we crave, what we best benefit from. So I would say a really big piece is just enjoying time by yourself. So um, that's a do. Another one is, of course, continuing to work on yourself and and building healthy supports and and healthier habits. This is ongoing. You're never going to get into a relationship and be perfect. It's not going to happen. And even if you might feel like you're in a great space, you might go into a relationship and be blindsided by the fact that it's more it's additional work because these the, the, these are two lives coming together and merging as one and getting used to someone else's communication style and all of these things their attachment style their love language 
um, it can be really hard. So you kind of have to be in a position where you're good. You've been putting in work, you know yourself, you have some great supports in place and you're kind of up for that. You're up for all the great, great things that come with a new relationship, but also up for, um, possibly working through some, some challenging moments. And honestly, uh, these two things can, can be your criteria. This can be your criteria. If I have these two things going on and I feel good about them, I'm in a position to date and no one's going to make me feel bad about it. The don'ts for sure would be, um, while you're in a position of, of healing and whatever it's from, you know, dealing with a loss or, um, a really tough period of depression or anxiety or loneliness, and you're working on yourself. Fine. When you do start dating, some of the don'ts I would say would be oversharing. Sometimes when someone's oversharing, this is telling of, could be telling of many things. Maybe they don't have enough supports. Maybe they don't have a safe space that they can release emotion. Maybe they're kind of testing you and trying to see if you can take and hold on to and handle their baggage and the things that come with them. I've done that before and I was not in a position to be dating. I will definitely say that. Um, Another don't is dive in. Don't dive in. Don't love bomb. We see this cycle with love bombing. Please refer to the what is love bombing podcast episode if you haven't watched it or listened to it already. But um, you know, we, we do see this, like people just, just dive in and you get excited about someone and, and all of that is natural and it's 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 going to happen but um yeah i think there needs to be a level of like you protecting yourself and you making sure that the other person meets your criteria so you got to protect you and don't overcommit too soon um like i said that kind of goes hand in hand with the diving in because you know, um, when you dive in, you might overcommit and it just might be difficult, more difficult to, to land when it kind of crashes, if it does. Um, so all of that can definitely lead to a bad dating cycle and we don't want that for you and you don't want that for you. So another don't, this is the last don't, and it seems obvious, but it really isn't for people. <laughs> it's just the culture that we're in right now. Um, in our society is a, a big don't for healing and dating is don't hop on an app right away. This kind of goes back to the do's of just making sure things are right with yourself. That last point is definitely speaking on um, people who have just got out of a relationship. I've heard this so many times. I uh, This was years and years ago at my workplace at the time. Uh, my, this coworker I wasn't very close to just came into the lunchroom and was so upset, was sharing that her boyfriend had just up and left and they lived together. They had plans of getting married and she was completely blindsided. Um, the next day at work, I'm in the lunchroom again, wasn't asking for this conversation, but it just came up and she shared that she um, joined a dating app the night before. And I'm like, you know, that gif of like, you know, that person calculating things like that was me. I was like, what? It just was so obvious to me and it didn't make sense. But I do understand that, you know, people do that because you want to feel good and you want to feel desired and being rejected and, and being dumped like that is is awful and it's not right. 
Um, but it just leads into more toxicity of joining an app and just diving in without even doing the work. I can't tell you how many times like I've matched with a guy and they share that they, yeah, just ended an engagement or just broke up with this girl. And I'm like, um, are you ready to date? And they're like, yeah, let's just go grab a drink. I'm like, okay, wow. Um, red flags, red flags all over this chill. Like it's not happening. I would say in that situation, you should definitely be easing into it. Um, I don't think in any case it's best to move from being dumped in a long-term relationship to just, to just going into dating right away. There needs to be some kind of healing there, some initial healing, some, some steps that have to go on before that. But we do see it all the time. And I'm sure you're thinking of someone in your mind right now who has done that. And I will say this was actually a terrible example for me to use because I'm almost certain that that girl is now engaged to a guy that she met on an app. No joke. So um, shout out to her. Best of luck. But that is the absolute exception. Like that does, does not happen often. So the moral of all of this is make sure you're in a good, good place. You got to be in a good place first. And you're allowed to have weeks where it you just feel off it doesn't mean that you know you've completely taken 10 steps back and you're hopeless or you should completely just not open your app no you're allowed to have that that's okay it's about the bounce back like how quick are you able to bounce back and with all that said i honestly think it's really necessary to take a step back from dating um especially if you are um a fellow app user who has just been really discouraged lately and just running into just dead ends basically of not matching with people you want or conversations not going past, hey, how was your day? And just ending like that or being ghosted. It's it's a frustrating time. So I think you definitely deserve to have a step back from, from dating. Delete it, take a couple weeks to yourself. I think that's super, super healthy and very necessary. Honestly, on the flip side as well, it's it's totally okay to crave connection. Um, this is human. I always talk about this all the time because relationships are essential. Um, we need them in our lives. We need connection. Um, and as an adult, especially you want that, of course. So um, it's okay to like acknowledge that. But I think, again, this is why I always go back to self-awareness, guys. I'm telling you, self-awareness is like so key because if you're aware like hey i am noticing i definitely am craving connection a lot more lately but i have a lot of things that i need to work on that's beautiful self-awareness a plus <laughs> we're just not all there yet and that, that's okay it takes time and the reality is we are we are meant to be healing while living and carrying out the things that are most important to us. So why should be why should dating be excluded? Dating is kind of an opportunity to connect with other people, and um, as long as your intentions are clear, as long as you're in a good space, um, or working toward it, you should go for it. So my three questions for you today are: Which myth? have you had the most challenging time with? So I guess it could be, um, let me go back. Yeah. So the one of you needing to be healed and whole in order to date, um, 
the one about mental health and capability of holding a healthy relationship. Um, and then the third one is the only way to get over someone is by dating someone else. So which of these three resonate with you the most? Have you encountered the most? The next question for you is how has your trauma impacted the way that you build new connections? And you might want to think back to like a couple of years versus where you're at now, but, um, yeah, where you're at now, how has your trauma impacted the way that you build new connections? And maybe if there hasn't been a lot of change and growth in that area, it could be telling of something. It could be telling that you're in a really great place and you've just been doing the right thing for a long time or that it's now time to really take a step back and focus on yourself. The last question for you today is how much time did you have in between your last two relationships? So if you're in a relationship right now, this relationship versus your last relationship And then if you're single, like myself, your last two previous relationships. So what was your relationship with yourself like in between these two? So honestly, honor wherever your mind is going with that one um, and whatever comes up for you. Because it could be, you know, you might be thinking, I honestly had a really tough first few months, but... It motivated me. And actually in that first month, I I worked out really hard and I felt good about myself. Um, that is a true example for myself, but you know, maybe someone else is saying, um, honestly, in between those relationships, I got to go out and just have fun with my friends. And that's something I really enjoyed and I really needed. So to all my girls, all my people out there who are in this dating world right now and working on themselves, big shout out to you. Um, and if you have a friend that is in that position, they need all your love and support. So, and we appreciate you listening to all of our tragic dating fails. So we, we need you out there and I appreciate you listening. So you, you get to hear the, this perspective on the note of healing. My book called the affirmation journal for women is out. So if you're looking to add a little bit of self-care practice into your everyday or adding it into your weekly schedule it is honestly a great not to toot my own horn but you know i created something that I, w- I would want for myself so it allows you to really just dive in maybe start that initial work that you've been needing or to just maintain what you already have going i look forward to connecting with you real soon